Blog Talk Radio. Uh, you know what time it is. Time to hang here with Mr. Cool. With Mr. Koopa, with Mr. Koopa, with Mr. Koopa. Get the latest cool. From Mr. Koopa, from Mr. Koopa, from Mr. Koopa. Hey, we miss the cool. We're Mr. Koopa, we're Mr. Koopa, we're Mr. Koopa. Get the latest cool. From Mr. Koopa, from Mr. Koopa. Welcome to the Bit Scoop with Coop. I'm your host, Coop. Of course, guys, we're starting season three. Well, season three is already started. We're still rolling on fire. Um, make sure you tell all your family, your friends to tune in to blogtalkradio.com forward slash the Bit Scoop with Coop because today's guest, oh boy, you're going to have a treat on your hand. Um, she has done a lot. And when I mean a lot, I mean a lot. Um, she is well-known in the television industry. She is well-known all over. If there's a camera from movies to everything, she's there. So, guys, I, I just can't say enough about her. So I just want to go on to bring her on. Um, she's she's going to talk about this herself. You're about to find out. Ladies and gentlemen, the one, the only, from the CW's network, Crazy Ass Girlfriend, Michael Hyatt. Welcome to the show. give her one more second people she's trying to get on and um like i said she is one that's actually has done a lot there we go i hear you now how you doing hi baby yes 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 i've been waiting for this show um i was telling everybody that was listening right now that you've done a lot and um we're gonna try to cover this but um we will get all we can in but this will be an exciting show now, Miss Hyatt, just to let you know, on this show, we always start, we always talk about how you started in your career, your success, give advice on how to get into your career, and much more. Now, Miss Hyatt, can you tell everyone right now, when did you realize that you had the love or have a love for the movie industry? Um, well, the love started with just the art of acting. The medium didn't matter. Um, I started in theater uh, when I was a kid. I actually, my father, well, a little bit of my background, I'm, uh, I grew up in Jamaica for about six years, and my, my father and mother are Jamaican. And my father was an actor, and my mother was a museumologist. She created museums. So I've been around it since I was a kid. Um, and I, you know, I grew up for a few years watching my dad on theater and and just soaking that up. So I think that's where the love came from. Um, So it was a calling for me. I I don't think I chose it. I think it chose me before I was even born, you know? Um, Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think we all, I think we all have a calling you know, and and mm-hmm. some of us are blessed to live our truth, and and some are searching. So I'm really, really grateful for the journey that I have been on because I understand that it is a gift, um, and I'm honored. So but, true. But mm-hmm. when I was in, uh, when I decided to go to graduate school because I went to Howard University and I studied undergrad acting, 
and that was all theater day. And then I went to New York for about a year or two, and I was doing the circuit, you know, casting, cattle calls and um, just anything I could get from backstage, which is the which is the newspaper that anybody can look at and see what auditions are general and what you can go to. And I just was not happy with what was available for me. You know, I, I, I was like, this, I, I, I want to do more than this. Mm-hmm. So I decided, you know what, where can I go that people will look at me when I'm done? And the, and the voice spoke, uh, graduate school. So I went to graduate school in New York, wow. and it was life-changing, and it was the beginning of my career, my professional career. <laughs> that's that's good. Now, you know, Michael, it's, it's, it's crazy when you said that the calling um, was for you before you was even born. That proves right there that you was made for what you are doing right now. You was totally Absolutely. made for it. Yeah. Um, and it's not that you went seeking for it, it came to you. And I feel like when that happens, like when your gift comes to you, you're going to blow up and you're going to succeed in everything that you do. And I'm congratulating you right now. You choose it. Yes. And that's what I'm talking about. Now, let's fast forward a little bit. Now, you receive your calling when you was a child and you grabbed on to the love of acting and everything. And you went to graduate school. Now, after now beyond that time, I know you had a little bit of experience on Broadway, also, correct? I did. I was. Uh, I did a five-month stint on Ragtime in on Broadway, which was fabulous. What a wonderful <laughs> show to, to to open my Broadway career with. Goodness. How how did it feel when you first stepped? I mean, when you first stepped on stage. In, in in Broadway in the Broadway industry, how did it feel for you? Right, <laughs> um, it it was, you know, because I grew up in theater. You know, I I, I want to be real with you. I did yeah. not have the aspiration for Broadway. My background was theater in Jamaica. And then, you know, whatever I could find as a young adult in Washington, D.C., where I went to school and where I grew up. And then come, the only reason I came to New York, really, is because I was trying to book work at the local theaters in D.C., and they were telling me, well, we only hire from New York. So I was like, well, what am I doing here? I'm going to New York. <laughs> so I didn't, I didn't really... I knew Broadway existed, but it just wasn't in my periphery. It right. was, I, but, and then it happened, you know. I, actually, I had auditioned for it when I first got out of grad school. And I got a, a job with Ragtime doing the national tour. Mm-hmm. And I thought, you know what, that's not what I came to grad school for. I want something else. So we, we turned it down. And then it came around again and for Broadway this time, and I said, yeah, okay. When I stepped out on that stage and those thousands of people were, it was, it felt right, bruh. It really just felt like this is where I belong. Nice. And I was, I was, 
You know, and I, I get to sing this beautiful solo and to stand there in front of these thousands of people and sing this solo, it was just magical. It was. Are you, I mean, you wasn't nervous or anything at all when you started singing? It didn't, it didn't get to you at all? No, the, no. All the moment, the nerves come when you're in the wings and you're about to start. The nerves come. The butterflies are in you. The moment you hit the stage, it's gone. You, wow. There's just something that happens to an actor the moment the lights go on. Actually, mm-hmm. you know what? I feel it more in theater because it's live and there's no retaking it. I feel it more in theater than in film because in film I can feel the nerves and blah, blah, blah. But when I'm on stage, the moment you hit the stage, nothing else exists. It's I like Everything that. else disappears and all you feel is that moment. Mm-hmm. And it's magical. Nice. Now, since you're speaking about, you know, Broadway and you say there's a difference between, you know, live and film, was it hard for you to convert from Broadway to the television industry and the movie industry? Did it, was it hard for you to do that? No. Um, and I have heard people say that it is difficult for them, or I think it's just the concept that is difficult. I really believe that because when you're dealing with the art of acting, it is one truth. And even when you are doing, when you're acting on the stage, it doesn't require anything bigger of you than the camera does. I really don't think so. You know, mm-hmm. I think there are a lot of people who feel that when they're on stage, they just have to be bigger, you know. But I really don't think that's true. I think the stage and the energy of you takes care of all of that. Um, so when I transferred, when I was doing, actually, when I was living in New York, you know, I had the opportunity to work on Law and Order and some other uh-huh. TV shows while I was doing um, Ragtime, and you just switch from one to the other. I think the hardest thing for me, switching to camera, no, I know the hardest thing for me, switching to camera, <laughs> was learning how to hit my mark without looking at it so that I could focus on the actor on the scene or the moment. That was difficult. Wow. Wow. And I believe that because it, for, and like you said with you, you actually had um, smooth transitions. And there are some people, like you said, they actually had bumpy transitions because they feel, okay, you're live, you're on a stage, and all eyes are on you. You can't mess up. But some people feel like they can ad lib and keep going and try to cover up if they do mess up. But see, on film, when you're going and you mess up, you're going to hear that infamous word cut if you have a <laughs> And, you know, you have to keep going over and over again till you actually get it right. So with you doing this, and that shows how much of a professional you are, you can actually literally jump off stage and jump in front of a camera and just continue to go and do what you do and i applaud you on that um your work shows i've I've seen what you've done and your work really shows so i got to applaud you again on that now yes now how did it feel or how excited were you when you found out that you landed that role of sheila and showtime award-winning series ray donovan (laughs) Hmm? you know i i did not know that show 
I don't watch, um, uh, what is it? Uh, Showtime. Gory. I don't, no, not necessarily Showtime, but just a lot of shows with violence. Not my cup of tea, funny enough. I, I play in those kinds of shows quite a bit, but I just don't like bringing it home. So when the show came, I had to do a little research, and I was like, okay. I I was familiar with this kind of energy, and I love mixing it up with the guys. So I, you know, I did my thing, and they came back, and they're like, yeah, I wanted you. And I was like, absolutely. Working with John Boyd, oh, my gosh, he's such a lovely energy. And Liev is just tremendous. You know, he's a powerful young man. So I enjoyed true. it though, and and I have the lovely opportunity to work again with them for the fourth episode. I mean, fourth season. So mm-hmm. we mix it up a little bit more, and it's lovely. So how is the atmosphere of, like when the when the cameras are not on you guys, like behind the scenes, and it's not taping? Um, how was the atmosphere on Ray Donovan? Did everybody actually get along? I know you say you got along with some of them, but did it seem like it was a a big family when all of you all were together when the camera wasn't on? Um, I didn't have that experience. Uh, Ray Donovan, I I certainly had that experience with John Boyd. Absolutely. Very, very generous man, very generous actor, very generous scene partner. Um, He made me feel very welcome, and we chatted constantly about this or that. Because uh, of course he has a long career in the business, but in general it was respectfully, no mm-hmm. judgment on it. But this was more for me: do your gig and then go to your corners and and wait for the next for the next moment. And then you come and you come fully prepared. You hit your mark. You do your thing, and then you go to your corners. And I've been on sets where, you know, you just can't let go of each other and everybody's talking and this and that and wonderful. That wasn't the And I think it lends itself to the energy of the show, you know, right. because somebody like Liev is such a, he, he's so deep into his character and he, and especially with the episodes that will be coming up, Liev took on the wonderful respo- responsibility of, directing in the episodes he was acting in. And so he was always wearing one hat or another. There was no time for chit-chat. He's doing his thing, and you respect that. You see the the work that he has to do, and you step aside and you do your thing on the side, you know? Because <laughs> it's difficult, and you respect that. Leave him alone. Let him do what he needs to do. Exactly, exactly. Now, Michael, I want you to tell people, Des, now... I don't know how to put this, but people that don't know you, and I'm shocked about mm-hmm. that. If, if there's somebody that's listening right now that's listening worldwide that don't know you, can you tell them about some of the television shows or name some of the shows that you've appeared on? I think your the now? most notable show, the most recognizable show would be The Wire. Mm-hmm. Um, I played Brianna Barksdale on the wire for several seasons. And that had a huge, and still does, a huge fan base. I have also worked on the West Wing. 
on Grey's Anatomy, on Law and Order, on Castle, on Golly Chee. Bunches, <laughs> bunches of stuff, I think. Uh, just over the years, I've, I've thankfully been kept quite busy. You have. And, and ladies and gentlemen that's listening right now, that shows how much she's done. That How can you name everything that you've done when you have a successful career like that? It it would have been something she would have stopped at one or two shows, and you'd be like, okay. But but look at this. I mean, even if you Google her, good luck. You're going to actually find a list of things that she's done. So, guys, make sure, like I said before, tell your family and friends to tune into this episode because you're. if you don't know Michael Hyatt, you're going to know at the end. I promise you that. So this is actually going to get good. I'm for you for that. Oh, yes. Now, um, does it, for you personally – is it different for you to actually get prepared to get on um, television, to prepare for television compared to taking a role in a movie or anything? Do you prepare yourself different, differently? No. Um, no, it requires the same kind of attention. I tell you, when I have, when I have an audition for something, I shut down. Well, before I was a mother, Everybody knew that we can plan something, but if I have work or if I have an audition, I got to go. And mm-hmm. everything around me, I, I become, I have tunnel vision, and everything else has to wait uh, because it requires my complete focus. Um, same thing about working, you know, whether it be in an audition or actual work. It just, I just need my space. So right. that I can get into character, really. And that makes sense. That really makes sense because it, you have a job to do. So you have to stay sure. focused or you have to get focused. And when you do that, oh, boy, when you're 100% focused, like I said, I've seen you on the wire. And when you're focused, you're focused. I have to know this myself. Out of all the shows that you appeared on, which one did you have the most fun on? What, which one did you enjoy the most? Or is that hard to call right now? I think it would be The Wire because it was really my first long-term commitment. I developed Brianna over years with The Wire. And it was it was the first time that I was really digging into a character and it was real it, I was learning along with her you know I was going through changes along with this woman I remember there were some scenes that were pretty dramatic and I had no idea how I was going to accomplish it I was scared out of my mind but you know you just trust and allow yourself to go there and once you do that, something opens up. You know, the truth is unveiled, and you just step in it. And it was it was so tremendous. It was like out-of-body experiences, man. It was nothing that I could plan. There's only so much preparation an actor can do. If they're allowing them, themselves to be truthful in the moment, something, or something, spirit energy just takes over. Mm-hmm. And that was the first time that I was like, wow, I'm having an out-of-body experience right now. It was beautiful. So, yeah, that was that was the experience. And, and 
I didn't get to work with many of the cast members. Um, I worked with Wood Harris, with Idris, with, uh, golly gee, I've forgotten his name now. But, you know, the few people that I did get a chance to work with, it was beautiful, man. They were good people, good team of people. That Oh, and, and then um, Anthony Hemingway, which is now uh, directing Underground and a new show that's coming up. He was an AD, on, on an assistant director on The Wire. Uh-huh. So, you know, it's funny how people, uh, this, this business is very small. And you people over and over. You stay in it long enough, and you see people over and over again. It's a beautiful thing. So true. So true. Big shout-out to Anthony. If you're listening right now, man, you're doing big things. Continue to do big things, man. Everybody's proud of you. Continue to do what you do. Yes. Now, um, there's a show that you're in right now um, on the CW Network, and it's called Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Yes. Now, can you explain to the world right now what that show is about? Crazy Ex-Girlfriend is about a lady, Rebecca Bunch, who is a big-time lawyer in New York, uh, earned a lot of money and high-class, high, you know, top top law firm. Mm-hmm. But she was very unhappy. Um, you know, she earned lots of money and was living the life, but she was not a happy person. One day she runs into an old flame, and it was actually the love of her life when she was in high school. And she, they chatted for a while, and he, they wanted to hook up. And she realized that he was moving back to his home in West Covina, California. And she decides that he is her source for happiness. And she is going to pick up her life and move to West Covina, California, to be with this man. And she does. West Covina is not New York, and it's a completely different experience. (laughs) So she changes her whole life, her income, her job, everything. She gets here to discover that uh, he is in a relationship, and it's not going to be as easy as she realized, as she thought. And so the series is about how does this woman get her man back? Does she get her man back? And what does it all entail and what does it all mean? Now, my character, Dr. Acopian, mm-hmm. is a therapist who Rebecca comes in contact with because when she was in New York, she was seeing a therapist who felt the best way to deal with her sadness or her issues, whatever they were, was to, you know, have some Prozac and have some whatever the the drugs are that sort of, for some, I mean no disrespect to the people who need these drugs to survive and to be present in the world, but there are many people who use them to tune out so they don't have to deal. And mm-hmm. Rebecca was one of them, and, and she had a therapist who would just prescribe drug after drug. <laughs> so she ran out of her prescription And she finds me in, like, the yellow pages or something like this. And she says, yeah, can I have that? I said, no, I don't think that's the way to go. I think we need to sit down and talk about things. Um, And I'll I'll leave it there so you can go through the journey with Rebecca. But she finds me because she realizes that she needs to talk about her feelings and, and 
why these things are not happening and why she's so unhappy. And this is what is explored on the show. Nice. Now, I think you all have a new episode coming out on March 21st, correct? That's right. This Monday, Monday coming up. Um, mm-hmm. It's an in-depth, uh, basically, therapy session with oh. Rebecca and Dr. Okopian. And, and the wonderful thing about this show is uh, there's music. And I have not sang in, well, since I left Broadway many, many years ago. So it is wonderful to be back on a show where I get to sing. And in this episode, I am singing with the wonderful Amber Riley from Glee and Ricky Lake. They also mm-hmm. have guest appearances on this episode. So we, you know, tell the story through music and, and acting. It's wonderful. And I saw a small clip of it, and um, you all are on an airplane. And <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and I see Ricky Lake. She, I, I, it's like, I think she was having too much fun because <laughs> I've not seen – I have not seen Ricky smile that hard in a long time. And Ricky it was like awesome. she was trying to stay in character. She's so generous. We right. had to, of course, learn some choreography, the three of us, for this number. And she was just so wonderful a person to hang out with. Now, this a Crazy Ex-Girlfriend is an environment where everybody, you know, you're off set, you're off the camera, you're on the side waiting, and everybody's talking to each other about this, that, or the other. Many people have worked with each other before, and so it's catching up on old times. And Ricky and Amber and, and I would talk about all kinds of stuff. I didn't know them before this show. But it was okay. a lovely family environment. See, that's what I'm talking about. That's the type of show that yeah. you would love to be on because it doesn't matter if you're on the camera or off the camera. You're going to have fun regardless. Yeah, that's true. And yeah, and, and the whole world gets to see it at the same time. So there's big shout-outs to Ricky Lake, big shout-outs to everyone on Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Make sure, people, you turn into the CW Network on Monday, on four days from now. My mind is getting shot right now. I think that's Monday, if I'm not mistaken. Um, that's right. On the CW Network. I want you to make sure you check out this show. Um, oh, yeah, Michael, how can all your fans who's listening right now, how can they find you on social media? If they Facebook, want to give you a shout out, Michael Hyatt, uh, Twitter, Michael Hyatt Dean, Michael Hyatt 16, and on Instagram, Michael Hyatt 16. Please come check me out, y'all. I'd love to know who you are. It really is. I'm new to social media. It was only a few. Un, a, well, actually, when I was working on Crazy Ex Girlfriend and I was watching Rachel, who plays Rebecca Bunch, mm-hmm. uh, she was, because she created the show. Can you imagine? This 27-year-old girl, fresh wow. out of uh, one of them, Yale or Harvard or something like that, has this fabulous opportunity. And you see her at work. If she is not in front of the camera doing her thing, she's behind the camera in the corner somewhere writing the next script or creating the next song. Are you or, kidding? Which is what I saw, and I was like, wow, you know, maybe I need to do that. She would tweet or Instagram constantly to her fans and uh, promoting the next episode and stuff like that. And she would tweet while the episode was on when she was on set. I was such, I was in such (laughs) awe of her commitment and her discipline that I thought, okay, I need to get my stuff together. 
So I have, you know, created social media pages and, and look forward to interacting with everyone. Nice. And, and ladies and gentlemen, I'm actually following Michael Hyatt also on Twitter. So make sure you go do the same thing. Um, very interesting pages. Um, also, make sure you follow Crazy Ass Girlfriend also. They have a Twitter page also. So make sure you all check it all out um, so you can stay up with the latest and the greatest of what's going on, especially in Michael's life. Because trust me, she's going to tweet. She just learned about social media, so she's going to take advantage <laughs> of this situation. I already see that coming right now. Um, now, Michael, I'm going to name some of the shows that that I know you've been on, and I want you to give me probably a 30-second response for okay. a couple of shows I'm going to name, okay? okay. All right. The first one, um, NBC's The West Wing. Oh, I was such a fan. I was so intimidated by that experience because I watched it religiously. That was a dream come true. I didn't see it coming. I had just moved to California and got that job, and I was out of body experience. <laughs> nice. Big shout out to the West Wing, all the actors, actresses up there. You guys are doing a fantastic job. I watch it. Make sure you tune into it also. Now, the next one I want to name, and I'm ready to hear your response off of this one um, The Mindy Project. <laughs> that was fun. That was just simple fun. Mindy is a lovely young lady. And uh, the scenes I worked with her on were, were just a trip. Were just a trip. Oh, yeah. I love doing comedy. I spend so much time doing drama that when I do comedy and lighten it up, it is just fun. Okay. Now, since we're talking about fun, I got to move on to this one since we're in that mood of fun. Big Bang Theory. <laughs> I knew you were going to bring that one up. Again, um, a completely different environment doing single camera com- or, or multi-camera comedy uh, in front of a live, a live audience, which I hadn't done since Broadway. So it was, again, it was a new experience, and I was soaking it up, and it was, it was fun. It was really a great time working with those guys. Okay. Now, since you love to sing, you, I think you probably know the one next one I'm going to bring up, Glee. Glee! Glee was Glee was really short. I played a I think a security guard on that one. Yes, you did. And again, I don't know why, but I didn't know the show. I didn't know. I knew it was very popular, but I really didn't know the show. And I was like, okay, let's work this. And it was short lived. My my time on the show, but mm-hmm. joy, total joy. Okay, now um, the next show I'm going to name. I haven't, and I got to admit, I haven't watched many episodes of this, but I've seen about two or three of them. Castle. Okay. Did I lose you? No, I'm here. Did you hear me? Um, Okay. I didn't hear what you said. Oh, Castle. Wow, yeah. Castle was fun. I was, you know, I did a show with kids. Um, It was an episode with, oh, it was, that was fun. See, amazing. I could not, I had a great deal of admiration and respect for those young children um, who are in this very grown-up professional arena. I couldn't have done it at that age. They were like 9 and 10 and 8 and stuff. I couldn't have done it. And I was watching them being absolute professionals, and I was in awe of them. I really was. I had a great deal of respect for them. 
and that show was a great fun, yeah. Nice, nice. One more I do want to name, um, Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> Even though you named it earlier, how did, how was it? How was your experience? Grey's Anatomy was cool. Now, I, I know that show. I watched that show. And to be on it with, with those characters, that was beautiful. Actually, it was it is it it's not D.B. Woodside. What is the name of that the man that the African American man uh, from that show? The one that was in like season one that was with um oh gosh what was her name? Oh, he he won an award and he left off. Yes, he and I actually knew each other at Howard University. And it was wow. so amazing to see him after so many years. It's so it's funny how many HU people out there. HU, um, but yeah, I, we knew each other from Howard, so it was awesome to rekindle with him. I enjoyed working on that. Was it? Um, that was Isaiah Washington, was it? Isaiah Washington. That's thank you very much, yep. brother. There you go. I had to think hard on that one. Yeah, yeah me too. I haven't seen. We don't interact with each other regularly, but seeing him, it was like. Hey, Rob! Hey, Jim! <laughs> it was good to yeah. see him. I think he's doing the 100 right now. I think that's the show that he's actually on right now, and he's playing like a... He was playing the captain of the ship, and now he's with the, the City of Light on the 100. If you watch the show, people decide that you know what I'm talking about. If you don't, you probably scratch your head like, what the heck is Coop What's talking about? But um, now, um, we talked about your television side. Now, you actually have a side in the movies, and you've appeared in a yes. few movies. So let, let's talk about it. Go on and name some of them. Uh, my first film, uh, first commercial film was Pushing Tin with John Cusack. And what was the name of that gentleman from, um, oh, you're going to get me to lie in jail. I don't remember his name. I Love the man's work. What, the man who did, uh, I don't remember his name. Anyway, that was my first film. That was my first gig out of graduate school. I I flew to Canada to shoot that. And mm-hmm. I learned so much from being on that show. Billy Bob Thornton, thank you. Um, wow. Just learning Amazing. about, like, the stamina. Like, how do you shoot these 18, 16-hour days, you know, how do you maintain this energy all day, all night? It was a wonderful learning experience being on that show, of that film, yeah. Right. And then, what was the other one? Um, Nightcrawler. Nightcrawler, yes. Nightcrawler, that was, that was intense. Jake Gyllenhaal is another one of those brothers who are, in character all the time. And when you see that kind of energy, you just sort of step aside and allow him to do his thing, you know. So true. And you you stay in character the whole time. Mm-hmm. It was really, you know, just a lot of respect for him and, and Jonathan, the writer and director. Um, I think that was a brilliant piece, and it certainly deserved Jonathan's recognition um, so Oscar true. recognition for, for writing. Beautiful. How did you um, enjoy fame? Huh? How did you enjoy fame? Yeah, fame was, fame was, it was lovely, wasn't it? 
See, now I would that was beautiful to work on. I forgot about that. I I was a fan of fame as a child. So to be on the remake was like, I cannot believe that I'm here. <laughs> I it was really lovely, you know. And coming from television, fame was it, in TV because they crank shows out, you know, they have, they shoot in 12 days every episode. And so you have a very limited amount of time to get the shot. But, mm-hmm. and, and then when you're working on independent films, you have even less time because there's not enough money to stretch it out. Well, with fame, it was amazing because you had the opportunity to do take after take after take after take to make sure he gets just the right thing he wants. And it was really interesting uh, working on that, in that environment, after coming from television and independent films, where, hurry up. I'm like, I'm ready already. I'm done. I was trained to do it quick. But it was really (laughs) lovely having that time and space to stretch it out and explore the, the moment so that you get every nuance just right. Okay. Well, I'm going to throw one more out there at you. Um, I'm going to pull a 180 on you on this one. Mississippi Dam. Chell, I tell you what. I, I think that was my, my one of my most favorite experiences. I, I love those ladies till today. We are, we are family now. Um, mm. That was, we were in a husky, North Carolina. No disrespect yeah. to a husky, but there must have been like 60 people in a husky. <laughs> And it, and it was this small town. It was, and talk about family. This group of brothers and sisters that I had not ever met before became my family for the time we were down there. We all stayed in the hotel and raised happy hell. It was beautiful. It was, we took over the hotel and, Every night there was a party, you know, and because the film is just so deep, you know, and so heavy, we -hmm. had to let go of it, you know, and there was nobody else in the town to party with. We turned that place out. It was such, and, and you know, now Tina Mabry is now writing for Queen Sugar, which is uh, Ava DuVernay's new show on, uh, Ava, excuse me, and Oprah Winfrey's new show. Um, and it's so deserving. She's such a brilliant writer and director, of course. I loved working on that show. Loved nice. it. Now, you know, I'm going to tell you what's funny about this, Michael. I'm about 40 minutes to an hour away from a husky. And oh, I'm, really? I am. I'm in, I'm in Rocky Mountain, North Carolina. That's Baby, where I do you know a husky? I know a husky. I know Honestly, a husky. Yeah. That was so amazing. That there was a little, um, it was like a bar restaurant place. Do you, do you know it? Well, I don't remember the names of the places, but it was such a small town that yeah. we were like, where do we go? You know you what? Go we got to bring the party. I do, do you know the Husky Inn? That's where, that's how fast you was near that gas station near the stoplight, won't you? <laughs> I know yes, exactly. Sir. Exactly. Yes, I'm North Carolina <laughs> born and raised. So and I'm still in North Carolina. So, yeah, I know exactly which I'm about 40 minutes to an hour away. Big shout outs to all the people, that, <laughs> to all the people that's in a husky that's listening to this oh, thing. Oh, my goodness. So, yeah, big shout outs to it. Now, um, 
Michael, I got to ask you, um, what is your ultimate goal as an actress? That is a very good question, my brother, and I don't know what that is other than to continue to have the opportunities to be truthful through my art, to continue to be a working actor. Uh, I do not take that lightly. I do not take being able to be a working actor for granted. Um, Like I said, I come from theater. I have hustled, and I have seen people hustle, and I have seen people give up. Because it is a hard, this business is very difficult. Many times it requires a a great deal of sacrifice, and it's not for everybody. And even when it is for you, it can be a struggle. So I am grateful to have the career that I have, and I certainly have the bruises to show for it. But I'm grateful to be brave enough to keep going. My goal is to continue to do that and to always be truthful. Nice. Yeah, that's it. Ladies and gentlemen, that's from the heart right there. That's something that's not made up. You can tell how Michael was speaking. That's, That's straight up from the heart. So this is one actress that, like I said, you have to follow because when she does her performances, I've seen a lot of her work, guys. And if you haven't, make sure you go check it out because it's out there from television to movies um, to everything. I mean, follow her on social media. Look her up. If you can't find the shows, go to YouTube. You can find them and look at them. It's great, especially on The Wire. I I really applaud that one. That was good. Thank you. Yes. Now, Michael, I know you're a busy woman, so I'm not going to hold you up. But one last question. What advice would you give any male or female that wants to become an actor or actress in a movie, television role, or even on Broadway? What what advice would you give them? You know, I know a lot of people who do not come from artistic families, who do not have the support in their family to pursue being an artist because it certainly doesn't promise you money. It certainly doesn't promise you wealth the way some other jobs do. If it is your calling, if you, if it is your passion, I ask you, I plead with you to follow your truth. Do not rely on logic to pave your way because logic has nothing to do with truth. Follow what is in your heart. Follow that voice that is speaking to you, the truth that is speaking to you. And I promise you, if you do that, you will find a career for yourself. Train, listen, study, look at what's around you. Find out what kind of artist you want to be and give yourself permission to do it. Because if you don't give yourself permission, then nobody else is going to. And you have to train people how to treat you, which Mm -hmm. means that you've got to respect it first within yourself. Nice. Nice. You can't get any better than that. Guys, once again, Michael Hyatt on the show, great actress. Make sure you check out her movies from Mississippi Down to Nightcrawler 
to um, acts of worship. We didn't get a chance to talk about that one. Pushing ten, <laughs> the good girl. Um, oh yeah, I told you I follow you, Mike. I really do. Oh, uh, make sure thank you, you so much. Yes, and also make sure you check out all her shows that she's been on from The Wire. Make sure you watch this new episode of Crazy Ex Girlfriend on the CW. Big shout out to the CW Network. Big shout out to Ricky Lake. Everyone that's on Crazy Ex Girlfriend. Big shout out to you, Michael Hyatt. Big shout out to everyone that's actually listening to this show. Michael, I want to say thank you for coming on this show, and I hope to have you back on again in the future. Brother, thank you so much. And to everyone listening, I am grateful for your care and your attention and your support. Truly, truly, thank you. Thank you. And you heard it here first on the Bit Scoop with Coop. Until next time, everybody. (laughs) 